Hi, this is Hope. This is Kareem. Hi, this is Katie from Washington, D.C., and you're listening to No Meat Athlete Radio. Matt, last night I was walking downtown Asheville and uh, stumbled into this uh, fancy bookstore. And wh- who do I see but you at the front and behind a black table with a water bottle out front being all... All sophisticated. <laughs> yeah, you just you just walk by the local independent store doing uh-huh. doing your civic duty of supporting the local independent, and there we were presenting not just me with uh, Stephanie Romine, our co-author, and Heather Crosby of Yum Universe, who was just on this podcast. Uh, I, I guess last that was week. last episode, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yes, we did that. That was fun. Uh, that was my second event ever at Malaprops, and of course that was celebrating our book release. No Me Not Think Cookbook came out yesterday, which was. As we're recording yeah. this, that was Tuesday, May 16th. Yes, that is what it more or less sounded like. <laughs> Fanfare everywhere. Collectively, I think just about everyone around was just, when they woke up. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what they all did. Yep. Yeah. Um, well, no, it, you know, it felt like that leading up to it. The weekend with the pre-orders and all that were crazy as far as sales. And we can talk about that stuff in a little bit. Uh, it made me very, very excited. Yesterday, we had, had some... Uh, I don't know, confounding factors that kind of made things uh, a little stressful for me. But anyway, we, we can get to that in a minute. Uh, we also have your race to talk about, Doug. That you have you just finished another 100K, adding it to your to your resume. I did, yep. And no peeing blood this time. No peeing blood. You know, I I thought about you bringing that up, you know, last time we talked about before the 100K, and I was uber sensitive to hydration and... <laughs> And food and, uh, you know, just like like really sensitive to that and making sure that I was taking care of myself. And no peeing blood, peed clear all day long. Wow, there you go. Yeah. So that, that's a, a victory, right? That's, I mean, it's as good as a win. <laughs> pretty much, pretty much <laughs> as good as a win. That's right. Yeah, no, it, it was the Rock 100K um, in Virginia. It's a race that travels around to a bunch of different places. But uh, this year it was in Virginia and it went pretty well. But you know what? It was a lot harder than I expected it to be. Yeah, you just thought since you've done 100, it'd just be a cakewalk? Well, you know, I think I was I just completely underestimated the course. It was a very mm. difficult course. Okay. And I'm one that prides myself in planning and doing research on stuff like this. But right. I, I think the information on the website was wrong. They, they said it was about 8,000 feet of elevation gain. And everybody who I, everyone's watches came out more at like 12,000 feet, which is a pretty big difference. <laughs> it's a huge difference. <laughs> wow. Um, and so it was just a lot slower than I thought it was going to be and just uh, um, just harder in general. But it was fun. I like that kind of challenge. I like the, you know, mountain races and stuff. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I'm not complaining about that. It was beautiful. And yeah. Okay. It's a good I have a question. Uh-huh. Why would you do 100K? Mm. Like what, uh, t- to me, that distance feels like it has all the pain and difficulty of a 100 miler without uh without kind of the i don't know without being a hundred miler right yeah. so it's like i can get i 50ks i can get you can you could you can go fake a 50k if you had to yeah. but 100k is serious business 62 miles mm-hmm. um so i'm so honestly personally i'm wondering because i i don't i can't get motivated for stuff that i've already done right. so even even to do another hundred like certainly there are plenty of hundreds and, and difficulty levels of hundreds i haven't done uh, but having already, you know, knowing that I did a hundred, that, that makes it just harder to even 
think about doing that again. So yeah. to do 100K for me is just out of the question. But I'm curious what uh, what what would draw you to do that again? Well, a couple things. But uh, you know, honestly, I'm I'm struggling with this a little bit. I was struggling with it throughout the race. But um, what what drew me to it was that I wanted something big. I wanted something hard this year, this spring. But I didn't want to commit to training for a hundred miler with a new baby, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I was like, you know, maybe the hundred k will be kind of this perfect compromise. It, it's hard. I'm out there for a long time. I was out there for almost 15 hours. Um, Uh And I have to worry about all the things that you have to worry about. You know, most of the things you have to worry about in a hundred miler, not like the night and that that kind of thing. Um, But, um, and so it would be really hard. It'd be this big challenge. And, but I, it felt more approachable than doing a hundred miler this year, this spring. So, so that's why I signed up for it, and, and uh, you know, and that's what drew me to it. And it's, you know, I kind of think it's a good distance. I, you know, I, I think um, it is hard. It is really hard, uh, and that's kind of what what makes it a good distance. <laughs> and, but you know, but but for that reason, where you're not, you don't have to. It doesn't take twenty four, thirty, thirty two hours to run. You know, right. Um, but at the same time, I was definitely struggling with that because when, when even, even throughout the race, like I really enjoyed the course, uh, you know, I ran okay. I ran pretty well. I, I would say I ran very well for what, the training that I had. Um, and, you know, I felt good about that whole experience, but it, it still felt, the whole race felt a little bit flat to me. And I, and I think um, I, that the whole experience did. And I think part of it is, is for what you're talking about, that it just wasn't nearly as inspiring of a goal. You know, when I finished, it wasn't like this. I had just achieved this incredible thing. I'm so proud of. Um, you know, I'm proud of. Right. The, I'm proud of the run, but it wasn't like this whole new experience of of running 100 miles for the first time or going sub 24 or something like that. Yeah, right. So wasn't it a PR for you? Because the other one wasn't that good, right? <laughs> Actually, no, it wasn't PR. But this was a much harder, much harder course. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah. yeah. So that's 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 the difficulty, and I think some people are okay with that especially a lot of ultra runners can just can just keep cranking out ultras and not have any expectations or any need for it to be a new accomplishment mm-hmm. uh but that that's been my struggle forever is that it's if i'm not chasing that new thing then uh what's the point yeah i mean you know for for 50ks and stuff like that like i love those challenges and, and um and they feel like like things that you can continue they feel similar to like a marathon or something where you can really work on your time a little bit and you can right. challenge yourself on the course. So I, I think a 50K is a different thing than like a 100K or a 100 miler where it's more about just getting through it than it is about uh, your time. For for me, you know, I'm sure that there are plenty of people who um, are really concerned about their time. And if you're at the very front of the pack, then you're obviously concerned about your time and your place. But right. um, I don't know. I, I think that the 100K, I don't, I don't know that I'm eager, I, super excited to... To do another one of those anytime soon. <laughs> right. Well, I can see why. Like, it's just a hard distance. It's a hard distance for not being 100, as I've said, for being yeah. 100 miles. And, you know, like I said, I probably spent nine hours of it completely by myself, uh-huh. which I like, which I love. I love running in the woods by myself. But, you know, like, you're, you're mentally, that's draining when you're out there for, yeah. Oh, you know, yeah. And you're, when you're just by yourself for hour after hour after hour after hour. Did you bring I, some, some Nomad Athlete Radio episodes with you, I hope? <laughs> yeah, I was catching up on on old WWE. <laughs> yeah, listen to listen to Robert Cheek interviews and uh huh. Yep. <laughs> yeah, the hosts, the, those two hosts are just too annoying. I can't listen to them. You know? Oh, they're good. They're banter. You gotta love that. 
I had a conversation with your dad about us last night. Oh, did you? I didn't even see you guys talking. Yeah, yeah. He uh, he was he was talking about how how he liked he liked listening to us. He said that you uh, get a personality on the radio on the podcast, a snarky personality that he doesn't see anywhere else. Yeah, <laughs> oh, I guess that's good. I mean, we have our we have our radio caricatures that we yeah. do. <laughs> that's right. Good. Well, glad the race went well. Glad that everything, you know, you didn't get hurt. Nothing dangerous. Because that, as much as we joke about it, that scares me. The peeing blood thing. Yeah, well, it scared <laughs> me too. But no, I uh, actually came out pretty unscathed. My legs are doing all right. My toes are doing pretty well. So nothing good. to complain about. Good, good. Glad to hear that. But uh, you had a bigger milestone this this week than I did, I think. Uh, I mean, I guess. I wouldn't say it's a milestone. Just a bigger bigger uh something that is more rare for us right so i only put out two books in my whole life we run we run lots of races so uh yeah in that sense it was exciting and new and over the weekend like i was shocked actually i sent an email out last thursday to our new meet athlete list and the podcast went up then as well talking about it and like the response was just crazy we were i think between the weekend and and yesterday, we were in in Amazon's like top hundred of all books, not just not just vegan books, and we even got up to like number thirty one. Spent a lot of time at number thirty five. Made uh, a debut yesterday at number thirty four on Barnes and Noble's top hundred list, which is cool because again, because it's just all out of all books, it's very very hard to get up there uh, with something in such a narrow niche like vegan fitness. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was really, really cool and felt great. And I'm so excited and really thankful that people were willing to support it. It, it totally took me by surprise. I mean, I, I expected it to do well. I knew people would want to support it and I knew it was a good book, but uh, just wasn't quite expecting that before it even came out, which was awesome. What was not awesome is that people bought up all the copies. So, so <laughs> yesterday came and... Amazon's message said, if you go to buy the book, it says, usually ships within one to two months. Hmm. So it was like, you know, to anyone who just happened to see some random tweet, of which there were tons of them yesterday, which was awesome, um, talking about this new book being out, you get there, like if you'd never heard of it before, and you get there and you see usually ships within one to two months, I I know I wouldn't be buying that book. I just, I don't do that. And I don't think people are used to that with Amazon. They kind of want it to be there in 30 minutes. So that was a little bit... uh, you know that was very frustrating, and I don't, you know, don't blame anyone. No one, no one expected it to be this, you know, this popular. So, uh, who knows why there weren't more copies available? But uh, anyway, it, just for the record, it's not totally sold out. You can go get it, uh, but of the bunch of online places where you could have gotten it, uh, the only ones I believe that still have it currently in stock uh, are Books a Million and Indiebound. And Indiebound, of course, is the one where uh, you somehow are supporting, you're supporting local independent booksellers when you purchase through IndieBound. So uh, those are the two online options that are left for getting it like, you know, this week. Uh, of course, you still can go to Amazon. I don't know if Barnes & Noble is letting you order it right now, but Amazon you can go to and place an order so that when, when it comes in, uh, you, you'll get it. And of course, buying in person still an option. Uh, a lot of Barnes & Nobles and local independent bookstores like ours at Malapops had a whole big stack of them yesterday. I bought uh, one there yesterday. Yeah, there you go. So if you know where to look, you can find them. But uh, it's just not plainly obvious on the internet. So anyway, um, if you were if you are a podcast fan and listener and you haven't pre-ordered a copy or you didn't pre-order a copy and you haven't gotten one yet, um, please, if you want to support it, if you if you're interested in the book, you know, put out put forth the little bit of extra effort it takes to go to one of those sites that maybe you don't 
go to usually books a million indie bound yes you got to enter your information and all that which you don't have to do i know on the ones that are already set up but uh that would be extremely helpful and or go to your local bookstore uh whichever it is and and get it there that would be really really awesome um so anyway and, and by the way they they've triggered reprint so like we have like a billion more copies that are coming uh in june and that's gonna be really exciting it just it just right now it's <laughs> extremely stressful for me it was like this huge build up yesterday to the day and then the day hit and it, I was like, I don't even know if I should put, I didn't publish a blog post saying this is out because I didn't want everyone to just get worked up that they couldn't get it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that that's hard because it was so exciting to see, <laughs> you know, see it on listed and on all these top lists and everything over the last week, uh, you know, and then, and then that had to feel weird, you know, to go from, <laughs> go from all this excitement to, Oh crap! Now what? You know? Yeah, it was it was an extreme frustration yesterday that I felt and like stressful, weird. I took a nap in the middle of the day because I just couldn't be like awake anymore. I just like <laughs> not from being tired. I just my brain could not keep going anymore. It was just going all these possibilities. And I should like the the source of all the stress for me is I I really as every author I think uh, would love for this book to be a New York Times bestseller. Uh, and there are, there are other bestsellers too. We, we did the Amazon thing. We, we were the number one bestseller there in our categories and all that. So that's awesome. Um, but you know, I, we talked to Robert Cheek on the podcast back in, I guess it was like last probably September. And, uh, he said about a lot about how he's changed his goals around in his head and he's kind of shifted his thinking from wanting to be the, you know, top, not best bodybuilder in the world, but, but from all his focus being on that to now he's, I think he said something like he wants to make it to the big leagues of the author world. And he said that to him is making it to the New York times bestseller list. Um, so really exciting. And when we talked to him about that, then to me, I had actually gotten to this place. This is over the, over the summer last year, I had a bunch of just kind of, uh, I don't know, mental, I don't know what I would call it. it not an identity crisis, but, a just a lot of unfulfillment wondering what in the world I was doing like what did I really want and I and I decided made this conscious decision thanks to a lot of the stuff I've gotten from Tony Robbins believe it or not and then reinforced when Who? I went to that event <laughs> Tony Robbins ever heard of him Doug? oh yeah I think yes. I, he's that he's that weird guy right that yells a lot <laughs> yes he is okay um <laughs> anyway kind of made this decision that I I was not going to care about that stuff anymore didn't care about honors or recognition or anything like that and said i just want to be happy and do my best work and you know know that i'm doing the best i can to get it out there but i don't care if it if it gets recognized or gets uh credit for whatever so totally put all that out of my head and i was quite happy and and i mentioned on that robert cheek podcast how uh i didn't mention all that stuff but how, how much better i had been sleeping and I, I really think once i made that decision it just changed everything i was just happier and slept better and just was good and then we got that uh i don't know surprise news from sports illustrated that the book was one of their seven best health and wellness books of 2017 came out in like i don't know that must have been march maybe february and as soon as that happened it like clicked me back into that mode i was like wow we this might actually happen this time that we can make the bestseller list and since then that's that's kind of been my focus, trying to get, as any author should, trying to get their book, do everything they can to make it uh, popular and sell well. So anyway, to be like seeing it over the weekend and feeling like, wow, we are doing this, this is happening, uh, to 
release day arriving and <laughs> there's no books. I shouldn't say no books, but it's very hard for people to buy books. Um, that that was a really hard thing for me to deal with yesterday, <laughs> as you can imagine. Just that, you know, ramping up to this thing that, and the release day should have been the best day, but it wasn't compared to a couple of days ago. Right. So I am I am still dealing with that in my head. Um, still clinging to some sort of hopes that that somehow this book can still do that. We did have a ton of pre-orders, which is awesome. Uh, so maybe there's some possibility. And, you know, people are still ordering it on Amazon and other places and getting their orders in, even though they can't be shipped yet and won't really be counted for lists like that uh, until they actually ship. So a lot of complicated things. But uh, I'm just – I'm kind of just – it's been a really nice exercise, I guess, to put it uh, positively, in dealing with being okay with stuff that's out of your control and just, like – you know, saying um, I'm just accepting what happens, and I and I realize I can't do anything else about this. So uh, that, that's kind of where we stand now. So are you? Yeah, you're feeling a little bit more at peace with it. Uh you know what? I'm I'm feeling so exhausted with it that mm-hmm. I just can't think about it anymore. I'm just like I don't know. I'm still gonna keep doing my best, and uh, it's gonna be exciting. I mean, I still think I still think there's some chance that we could get on that list with just with this week, which is why I'd love people to go buy the book still if you can find it. <laughs> Uh, it really it does help tremendously, um, and and I'm also excited for for when these tons of new copies arrive in a couple weeks from now, and uh, all the stuff that's selling between now and then on most sites ships out all at once. Um, you know, maybe we'll have a second shot at it. I don't know. So I, I'm I haven't. It's not like that's the only metric of success for this book. Uh, it's just something that would be really cool, of course. And I feel like having gotten so feeling like we're so close. Um, you know, makes this one, you know, makes, makes me want to make, make this one the one that does that because it, it might be the best chance I ever have of getting on there. Right. So anyway, so that is- before we move on, mm-hmm. I, can, I can see somebody listening to that story and thinking, you know, here's this guy who just sold out of his book that had already been reprinted once, uh, you know, is having tons of success with this brand new book in a niche and in a market that typically doesn't see this kind of success. And now he's complaining about uh, selling all these copies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well. Okay. So I, I'm, I'm making, I'm being careful not to complain. So I'm, I'm not blaming anyone for this. It's this is this is what happens when a book is a surprise success that there aren't enough copies to go around. Um, so I, I am, I am not blaming or not complaining, um, but just in my own head, you know, it's not, it's not quite enough. Every, everyone I've talked to about this says, hey, well, that's a good problem to have. And I'm like, yeah, I guess it is a good problem to have. That's true. But it's also, it just has caused me a tremendous amount of stress, mm-hmm. for sure. Um, yeah, I, I've realized that I, that whole fear of missing out thing that people deal with all the time. FOMO? For me, yes, FOMO. Um, <laughs> I have a... Just call, I, by, I, call I, by what the kids call it these days. Okay, FOMO, right? That, yeah. like, that's like YOLO, right? Similar, yeah. Mm-hmm. You have a FOMO because YOLO. <laughs> exactly yeah yeah <laughs> a yellow fomo <laughs> yes so um yeah so i have a i have my version of that is i don't want to get really really close to something and then later say wow if i only would have done this little bit more or if only that wouldn't have happened then i would have gotten it um with this and, and other things too i've I've noticed that this is kind of a pattern for me that just the idea of that you were so close and if you had only known that had you taken this little bit of extra action or had this one little mishap not occurred that you would have had it that is something that i uh i have trouble 
you know, being at peace with. Mm-hmm. So, um, anyway, it is what it is. I don't want people to get the sense that, like, I don't know, that, that New York Times bestseller is, as I already said, is the only metric of success. I, I will be tremendously happy if this book just reaches a lot of people and people really like it. And, you know, I, I already am happy because I know that we made a really good book. And I'm happy that this is helping this movement and uh, hopefully just getting seen by a lot of people who aren't yet part of this movement and making them realize that, hey, you can be a no-meat athlete. That's that's cool for me. If people see it on a shelf uh, and say, hey, I didn't know you could be an athlete and be plant-based, that that's good. So all that is, is really great. Um, I don't know. Just want to clear that up because I, I don't – sometimes when authors – I've seen authors before get so – ramped up about new york times bestseller and then they don't get it and you're like man that person must feel like a failure right now because their book didn't do what they wanted um it it's not that it's just that we once we got so have gotten so close it's like wow that's uh <laughs> i don't know it's just i don't have words for it, it is, it's been uh, a roller coaster of emotions these past few days yeah well i you know i uh i don't have much much to <laughs> ease your troubles but uh you know but but i think that it is. There are a lot of people that are. Uh, the book is arriving yesterday and today, and uh, they pre-ordered it. And uh, I think it's gonna be really a cool thing to see so many people uh, using the recipes and and uh, using the book as intended. You know, um, and people in this community and, and as uh, intended. Do you think there are unintended uses, though, that people <laughs> might might use it for a coaster? Maybe I don't know. A coaster? Yeah, hold up a couch leg or something. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I don't know. I think. Uh, Yes, of course. It will be really cool. Uh, there was there, Someone posted a review on Amazon that has like six pictures of recipes that they did Whoa, already, wow. which is awesome. I thought it was really, really nice. And they gave five stars, which is also nice. Uh, and by the way, if you have purchased the book and you get the book and you're a fan of the podcast, that would be awesome too if you'd go leave us a nice review. Oh, uh, and by the way, I forgot to mention this earlier. Um, we did a bunch of pre-order bonuses and stuff like that, which given the stuff that happened over the weekend and not everybody could, could get the book who wanted to uh, – I'm going to just kind of extend that. Probably not for the whole audience, but if you are a podcast listener, oh, if you go to nomi.athlete.com slash cookbook, uh, you'll see listed out there a bunch of the bonuses and stuff that we were offering for pre-orders. Um, we will just keep that open for through through June 10th, which is around when this next big rush of the books comes in, I think. Um, so if you just, when you forward the receipt to support at nomi.athlete.com and says, hey, I want my bonuses, mention that you are a podcast listener and we will make sure that you are still Set up with those, even though it is after our uh, our initial deadline of of the May sixteenth. So uh, there you go. And those bonuses, by the way, are an oil free, microwave free cooking course that Stephanie and I did a little mini course of video, uh, a little e cookbook called Nine Stable Recipes That Make It Way Easier to Be Vegan, my forty six minute presentation on the seven foods worth eating every single day, and one more, Doug, which I am forgetting. Oh no. <laughs> I, I, I should probably know. Um, oh, a meal plan, thirty-day meal plan based on recipes in the book. Uh huh. There you have it. So, what? What more reason, aside from all that, all the mental uh, anguish I'm going through? What? What other reason do you need to to go pre-order it, or actually not even pre-order, it, go order it today, uh, anywhere you want? There you go. I'm convinced. <laughs> Good. I sold you. <laughs> you sold I did sell you because you bought a copy yesterday. I did. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I want to actually let's. I'd like to shift the gears a little bit. So last book you did, um, mm-hmm. no, the No Meat Athlete or No Meat Athlete, 
what, uh, finding yeah. your making your fittest happiest no. self no no that's not it <laughs> <laughs> what's it called uh no meat athlete, run on plants and discover your fittest, fastest, happiest self. Which uh, everyone who introduces it says fattest. They they introduce it like for a talk. Robert Cheek did it on the cruise. <laughs> fittest, fattest, happiest self. I don't know. I don't know what. It never occurred to me that that would happen when you read the title, but people do it when they have a microphone in front of them. That's funny. Yes. Um, but anyway, with that book, you did a book tour all across the United States, stopping <laughs> at dozens of different cities. I joined you for. A leg in the southwest. Um, mm-hmm. This year, your book tour is two days long, and, <laughs> and it's uh, all within a couple miles of your house. Not entirely true. We were going to Chicago. We were invited to present at the ALA, which I think is American Librarians Association conference thing, mm. uh, which apparently is a big deal. I I'd never heard of it, but uh, I guess it I guess it is I guess libraries still matter and that's good they oh should. they definitely still matter <laughs> are you are you a library supporter too Doug? Is that i, what I am a, that's that's one of my things well <laughs> uh you know i don't check out a ton of books on the library but i definitely support the library and good. uh katie does a lot of book checking out at the library and we're starting we're starting to take eliza to the library that's good libraries are good for kids i love libraries myself too they it's just it is a wonderful thing that we have access to that nobody uses, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I just, when I say still matter, I guess in the age of digital books, uh, I don't really understand. I haven't been to one in a while. And, I, and probably because of the digital book thing uh, has just kind of, I don't know. I just feel like I don't have that much reason to go there anymore because I can just, I guess it's easier for me to spend $7 on a Kindle book than it is to make a trip and, you know, haul well, home. Nowadays, of- you can just rent the Kindle book, check out the Kindle book from your house right you, yeah you can and i i have this in my head at least this idea that that's a big hassle to go get that all set up and that it won't work and it won't actually sync right and then i don't know which I is probably think, how, I that's how that's it was in, in like 2004 i think it was that way yeah and i just haven't really tried it again since then i think that's just in your head good well then i'll, I'll get back on the library train you should. Anyway, you're going to the Librarians Association. Anyway, presenting at that, we're going to do some sort of cooking demo thing and uh, simultaneous talking, which seems like a lot to me to do at once. <laughs> but uh, we're going to do that. And, like, a big deal. We've got to make food and bring it ahead of time somehow from a hotel room. I don't know how that's all going to work. But Stephanie and I will be there doing that. And, uh, yeah, and we have the actual stuff going on. And that's it. You're right. I have not. I did not book a bunch of events. Because I had a ton of fun on that book tour, um, but I don't think I need to do it again. <laughs> like, it was great. Uh, I don't think, as far as selling books goes, like, that wasn't really the point, and it's certainly not the best way to sell a book, really. Like, you, I can do way better work by working on the computer and publishing stuff or recording stuff or whatever uh, than, than driving eight hours a day and trying to just get to the next place to give a 30-minute talk. Um None of that is to say that it was a bad experience without I regret it. It was a really, really good experience, and it was something I wanted to do forever, was was drive around the country and meet no meat athlete readers. So I finally had a reason to do that with a book and uh, and did it, and it was it was awesome. So it was great, but I think I don't, you know, to, to do it once was totally worth it. To do, to do it a second time would, for me, not be worth it, especially given kids' situation now. Just, it, it's a hard, it's hard to leave the family for that long. Yeah. How long but Heather's doing it. Heather's doing it. It was like two months. How long is Heather? And, how long is Heather? 
Heather I think her, she said in the last in the last uh, podcast interview, which of course you listened to in its entirety, Doug, when you yep. edited it. Mm-hmm. So uh, mm-hmm. you already know the answer to this, but I will say I'm it testing anyway. Testing you. <laughs> Good. Um, I think she said it was several months, two to three months. But she's doing she's going home at, for stints here and there. So it's she's she did it the smart way, and didn't try to book this epic trip around the country like I did, where you where you just wear yourself out. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, so she's she's doing that, and I think it's cool. I'm very glad that she is doing that because it's such a good experience. Uh, but anyway, so we we doing we're doing uh, we did Malapops last night. We're having a plant dinner tonight again with Heather, which is cool. And my wife is like a big big time Heather Crosby fan, so she uh, was extremely psyched to get Heather's cell phone number yesterday. Oh, so that was a major school that. Wow, the Fraser family, yeah. And then I realized that I had it. I could have just given it to her. That, <laughs> that would not have been not have been good. I guess it would not have been the same. No, no. I was, uh, the first thing. No, <laughs> I don't know if Aaron will be embarrassed by this or not. But uh, <laughs> I, I I got in a few minutes late yesterday, and the the event had already started. Um, and uh, and the first thing Aaron said to me was, "I just uh, it was it's so cool to meet Aaron or meet Heather. She's like so nice." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, well, your husband just released a book, too. She's like, I know, but... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't know what it is about Heather, but Aaron uh, Aaron just has a thing for her work. I don't know. I think it's great. Yeah. I have a lot of things I want to speculate on, but I'm I'm not going to. I just think I'm I'm close to saying the wrong thing and then getting in trouble. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yes, Heather was really nice, though. We're looking forward to hanging out tonight. And... uh, should be a good time. Little cocktail mocktail hour, Doug, using Switchel, which is the recipe in the book for the world's original sports drink. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that Jason Sellers at Plant is going to be making special stuff, having that on tap, home-brewed Switchel, oh, uh, and, cool. and putting putting special drinks uh, to do with it. I know you like a nice drink, Doug, so I'm I'm sad you're not going to be there. I do like a, a nice cocktail. You're right about that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so that'll be good. Anyway, what else? I don't I don't know what we're talking about this episode. We're kind of just uh, we're kind of just shooting the breeze. Well, so uh, so during the event yesterday, it was it was kind of a Q and A style thing. There was a moderator, right, who was asking some some set questions and then opened it up to the audience. Yes, Julie Wonder. We should give her a shout out. She writes a blog called Running in a Skirt, and she's local Asheville. Used to be the uh, the meteorologist here on TV, and now she says she stopped that to do blogging full time. I didn't realize that. Yeah. So, the uh, 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 what do they call that? Someone who's like us, though. Someone, a fellow, a, a, I don't know. <laughs> Woman yeah. after our own hurt, heart. Sure. Not, not, not the phrase I was looking for, but that means kind of the same thing. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> uh, but there were some good questions, I thought. Yeah, there were some good questions. There were some interesting things. Um a lot of about the contents of the books, which I don't think we need to go and do here. People, you, if you want to go see the book, just go look it up on Amazon or Barnes and Noble or IndieBound <laughs> or all those places, and you'll see what it's about. Listen to our whole episode with Stephanie Romine about it. Um, let's see. So people had some good questions. The audience asked questions like uh, one woman wanted to know what for her eleven. She said eleven year old son. Is that what it was? Yes, eleven year old son who uh, is eating her out of house and home apparently, and uh, she wants to start giving him healthier snacks. He does all kinds of sports. And, um, you know, what, what kind of snacks are there for teenagers? Those events are fun, especially like that one, uh, where they're, I don't know, they, like the bookstore attracts people who just are into supporting our authors and come to a bunch of book events. So you get a lot of people who, who 
I think she actually they eat pretty well already. But you do get a lot of people there who are like, I don't know, just at the beginning of the journey. They're not super nomad athlete fans. They're not podcast listeners. They they just are curious, like you know, normal people who who don't happen to be like super into this like we are yet. And I don't know. It's just like it's it's refreshing. Kind of, it's a really nice reminder that uh, I don't know that the message should be one that's as approachable as it possibly can be, and that and that. I don't know. It just it makes me happy because I, I really like talking about the habit stuff. So it's it kind of I, I like giving people that because they don't I think people haven't heard that people don't hear as much as on the Internet. It seems like that is now cliched advice. The idea to start with really small steps and don't try to do everything all at once because your willpower is going to run out. But that's a new concept for a lot of people. Uh, and I don't know. I like framing all this diet stuff in that sense because most people have not heard that. And uh, I think it's really useful for them. So anyway, she was wondering what could she give her son, um, just healthy kind of snacks. And our answer, Doug, mostly, was uh, you look for some good calorically dense stuff, like a growing kid, you're trying to get him enough calories, and that's a common concern. It happens all the time that I hear uh, parents who you know are just worried about getting enough calories for their athletic kid, mm-hmm. and they don't want to give him junk food, but that is kind of the high-calorie stuff. So... Uh, the answer for me was like calorically dense food, uh, nut butters and that type of thing, I think are really good. Um, you know, if, if you're concerned about protein, they have a decent amount of protein, they got a lot of fat and it's healthy, whole food fat. So, um, that type of stuff, she especially liked our suggestion to like put, keep refried beans around and use canned refried beans and spread them on corn tortillas, Mm -hmm. uh, or use them as a dip or something like, and we do that all the time actually for our kids who are only seven and four now. They love refried beans, and when we do refried bean taco night, that that's that's like the night that we don't need to yell at them to keep eating their dinner because they're actually eating it. So, yes. um, refried beans, you know, pita type thing, like hummus in a pita or on a pita, uh, easy kind of to go snacks. And actually, this is the food that I ate during my hundred miler. So that's uh, I guess an interesting parallel. <laughs> it's mm. The snacks that kids can eat on the go are the same ones that uh, work well for hundreds because you can just pack them up and bring them. And uh, they pack a lot of calories in a, in a fairly small amount of space uh, while still being enjoyable enough to, to eat and pretty healthy. Um, what other snacks were there, Doug? I, I mean, we talked about fruit. We talked about sweet potatoes. Any kind of potatoes are, you know, a nice, good, calorically dense snack if you can make them into some sort of healthy form. Um, what else? Do you remember any more, Doug? I, you know, I don't remember any more suggestions from you guys. Aaron leaned over to me and said... Uh, smoothies that no one was mentioning smoothies they should mm. no one mentioned smoothies you're right that would be a good one but uh but yeah no i thought that was a good question and and uh something i think a lot of people deal with a lot of people with kids and then also just a lot of active active vegans who yeah who eat a lot of food like yeah like i do yep and the questions about oil came up um julie asked us some which i realized like, as I was just saying, you realize you're talking to, like, a, a different crowd, one who's not maybe totally into this yet. Certainly some people there were. Um, but I feel like it almost gets ridiculous when you're, it, like, splitting hairs, when you're talking about oil to people who are just for the first time considering eating a plant-based diet. Mm. And then it's like, wait a minute, I can't. I also shouldn't have oil in my food? I don't know. I, as As much as I like eating that way and as much as I'm really, really glad that we made the book uh, flexible so that every recipe has an oil-free option. Um, 
I've also, I don't know, just events like yesterday kind of remind me that like, yeah, that's part of the story, but that's not the important part of the story. Like, I don't know, for for someone who's at, at risk for heart stuff or maybe even overweight and trying to lose much weight, then yeah, that's, it's really helpful to not uh, eat much oil. Um, but I don't know, it's almost like idealistic talking about that in terms of like, well, here's how you really should be eating rather than just kind of saying, let's get off the animal products and try to eat fruits and vegetables and plants and, and not try to, you know, do a major drastic change beyond that to somebody's diet. I think that's, uh, I don't know. It's, it's a, that's why events like that are good. They're a really nice reminder. Uh, just let you kind of step back perspective, see what, uh, what real people are doing. <laughs> real people. <laughs> that's a man, right. A man of the people. Mr. That's Fraser. right. Blue, see what the blue collar people of Asheville are doing. <laughs> yeah. Shop at Malaprops. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, good. All right. What else, Doug? Anything else today? You know, I think that about covers it. I do too. It's been a weird, uh, weird couple weeks for me. By the way, as I've been doing the book stuff and reaching out to friends and bloggers and people with podcasts, uh, in addition to being on a couple new podcasts recently, by the way, I, I will mention those. Uh, I was on Thought for Food, which is something that is done by our friends Aaron and Jackson. They sometimes write uh, guest posts for No Meat Athlete. I don't know if that's up. By the time this podcast goes up, I imagine it will be up. Um, so look for look up Thought for Food podcast. I'm on there. That was a fun conversation. Uh, and know, my friend, I, there's an episode of me on there too, so you can look back oh, in the right? archives if you can't find Matt's yet. Look there back in the archives. Good. And who wouldn't want to hear Doug on there? Nobody. Right? Nobody wouldn't. I'm, I'm, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, and my friend uh, Dr. Laurie Marbus is a is she now works uh, under Dr. Joel Furman or with Dr. Joel Furman, I guess I should say. Um, she does a really nice podcast. And if you look that one up, I think, I think it's just called Dr. Laurie Marbus, M-A-R-B-A-S. I did one with her and that was good. And uh, a few other things in the works, but anyway, in, in doing this, I've kind of just come across a bunch of people who I realized, Hey, we should have them on the podcast. Uh, so I've got ideas for a ton of episodes that are going to be coming up soon. Uh, and Robert Cheek's going to actually be in town staying with us for the Asheville Vegan Fest. Oh, by the way, Doug, another uh, book event I will be doing, Asheville Vegan Fest, June Great. 11th or something. But uh, he'll be in town, and uh, we'll probably do some sort of live podcast with him. So that will be fun. And anyway, just the point is, I think we've been doing a lot of these episodes where it's sort of like, well, let's just talk about whatever today. And we know people like that. But uh, we've got a we've got a bunch of good stuff coming. That's, that is a promise for me. A lot of, a lot of new... Just new voices and new topics that we haven't talked about that much. Hmm. Yes, like news it. to you, right, Doug? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I just assumed we were going to ramble for the next few months. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> All right, good. Well, uh, I think that is enough rambling for today. I got to get back to just pulling my hair out and uh, stressing and then taking a nap for this for this book thing. Try not to try not to pull it all out uh, and and enjoy enjoy the moment of uh, releasing your your second book. Yes, I will. Thank you for that reminder, and uh, I I am doing better, and I and I will continue to do that. I hope. All right, all right. If you want to support it, nomadathlete.com slash cookbook is where all the info is, and uh, when you forward over that that receipt to us to get those bonuses, just remind uh, Esther, who will be handling that email, that you are a podcast listener. And therefore, regular deadlines don't apply to you. June 10th is your deadline. Good deal, Doug? Sounds great. Okay. Okay, everyone. Thanks, everyone.